When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terry Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Craig Fowler and I'm joined by Duncan Mackay. Hello. And Joel Sked. Look at all those blue lines. Those blue squiggly lines. Oh God, they're quite high. I actually moved to turn these down. I've realised I was complaining quite recently that... Uh, and quite often. <laughs> and quite often that the microphone wasn't working as well as it did when we first got it and I thought it was kind of... I don't know, I'm, I'm really not a sound expert, as you probably know from listening to this podcast. Uh, I just thought um, uh, it's kind of losing its juice, if, if that's possible. You know? <laughs> Running low on vibrations, I, I don't know. Yeah, you can tell. You or can just tell. old. It wasn't old, they were just cheap. Yeah, so <laughs> what it was is that I realised now that there was a... Beside the recording bit on the Audacity, just underneath where you like press play and pause and all and all that jazz, uh, there was uh, just this little kind of gauge, and I noticed it was quite far down. I was like, "Oh, what, what happens when I turn this right up?" And so basically, me screaming in your ears is what happens. Basically, um, Craig Fowler's uh, house is just filled with TVs because uh, he thinks they're all broken, but no, it's just that he's got the t- he's got <laughs> he, just, he just can't work a remote. I do. Um, to be fair, I do have like. Four laptops that are like underneath my telly hmm. that are just all kind of in various stages of fuckedness. Yeah. yeah, so you're not actually far off. I don't, I don't get. I've not got any tellys other than the one I've got, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the point stands. Throw it tellys because I can't find the remote. Or something. <laughs> well, rock and roll lifestyle. So this is uh, this is a pretty exciting show. This is the first show of the season after the start of the Ladbrokes Premiership. And, uh, you know, as we do on this podcast, we are the podcast who gives 17% to the old firm and, you know, the other 83% to the rest of the teams. Kind of rounded up and rounded down there slightly. Good maths. Thanks. Kind of simple arithmetic, but thank you all the same. We try to be even to all teams. I think a lot of supporters would disagree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Mr. Johnson. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, with this 17%, we also have to, you know, push in the uh, even, as, 50% we put as in for As bad refereeing decisions, they all even themselves out over a season. Unless, well. <laughs> unless, unless you're at the vanguard of some sort of conspiracy against clubs. There you go. But well, let's get to that. Let's get to that right away. It was 16%. 17%. Aberdeen 1, Rangers 1. Stephen Gerrard. Uh, first of all, let's just, let's just concentrate... Let's talk about football. Let's, uh, let's yeah. concentrate on the football side of it first. Um, I think it's fair to say that that was very encouraging from a Rangers point of view. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of... Um, well, I don't follow a lot of Rangers fans, but the ones that do, uh, or that scene on the timeline, retweeted on my timeline, Twitter timeline, was very, very positive. They were... Um, there were some very, very generous comparisons. but you A can, lot of hubris going on early on. But you can kind of understand why, because they've had... Um, Dross for quite a while. Yeah, they've, 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 they've been through the mill. Okay, they were the most. Their, their, mill, most, their <laughs> mill is. Yes, like they're it. the most successful team in Scotland, Britain. The they, world. They claim the world. Uh, but uh, no, Joe, a new club, remember. Okay. So they, Sorry. They used to be. The, so under the new new club, they've been through. <laughs> they've been through uh, a lot of. Um, didn't take a lot long of shit. to get into that debate. No, uh, in all seriousness, no. a shit debate. Uh, so m- moving on. But then, so they were signing life. Yeah, yeah they signed mean, off a plan. Yeah, they, they came into it with uh, on the back of decent uh, results in, in Europe. Again, much much improvement on um, on Pedro Casino the last season. It's there was you can see discernible progress, encouragement, improvement, and spe- certainly defensively. But the one thing we're going to also going to talk about the the um, the sending off. But probably arguably the most encouraging thing I think for Rangers uh, fans should be the way that. The team and Gerard reacted once they went down to ten men. That they still looked the better team. They looked the team more likely to score. They had a. They just fell in. It was like almost they planned it. You know how uh, I think they Levine, Levine talked about. Oh, I like practice with uh, playing with ten men. It looked it looked as if they had practiced playing with ten man ten men, and it looked as if uh, Gerard kind of practiced it right. Morelos is going to be the one that gets sent off uh, so we're not going to play with a striker but the way they adapted to have Jack and Koulibaly sitting in front and then Windass Murphy and uh, Arfield is a more kind of attacking one I think it just worked really well and it was uh, despite the, the end scoreline a very positive uh, a very positive afternoon for Rangers yeah I think it's one of those the greatest it's televised game and things like that and, and the results are slightly disappointing but it's at this stage it kind of is the performance that matters more than anything else although there'll not there'll be some mm-hmm. football fans that don't like like hearing that but I think that's what the, that's what you have to take forward is, yeah, that, yeah, you know, is that you achieved that you were minutes away from a, a pretty convincing victory if you know, if I had Aberdeen not scored it would have been considered quite convincing and with 10 men but then things happened can I offer uh, an alternative viewpoint which isn't quite as encouraging? Because I think uh, there's a lot of... Rangers... Celtic-minded fowler. Aberdeen were really bad. There's also the fact as well that they didn't kill the game when they did kind of have a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. They're, they're playing against... They're playing with 10 men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's going to be difficult for the entire game and, and to perform in the manner it did was very encouraging. However, there was still a lot of opportunities. I think the midfield looks a lot better. Uh, Cooley Bally and Jack both played very well. If 
Yeah, I thought I thought Jack was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, we all know the kind of potential Jack has in last season. He had his moments last year, but he was kind of held back by the fact that the system didn't quite work as well because him and Dorans were often a little bit isolated in that midfield four. And he kept getting sent off. He kept getting sent <laughs> off, and he ended up then getting an injury uh, towards the end of the year, which kept him out for basically the rest of the season, I think. So he could kick on, especially under you know learning underneath Steven Gerrard. Uh, the defence looks. A hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the only the shot and goal that Rangers had came in the ninety third minute, mm-hmm. uh, and unfortunately for Rangers, they went in because Conor Gilson uh, so done very very well to get out of the way of it. Yeah, it was so I think I think what he's trying to do, he thinks if he gets in on this, it's no. I think oh. what he thinks is that he's going to the other side, ah, so he's kind yeah. of sticking his back leg out just to stop it, up, yeah. to stop it that way. Whereas <laughs> you're probably better not guessing. You're probably just better standing still. Because then, at the very least, you're not getting out of the way of it. it, was, it I think when you see it in replay, it's a very preventable goal. But I imagine if you're in real time when you're at the game, you'd have absolutely loved it. But you can see it on the replay. There are so many things that, that Anderson gets lucky with, if you don't mean for that to go in. But the one thing I thought wasn't really improved about Rangers was an attack. They were still they were a bit more maybe dangerous than they've been in other games, but you've seen them so many times throughout the, the reigns of Warburton, Murray... Kishinya, where they have a lot of opportunities in the final third, and they don't they don't make that killer chance, uh, killer pass to create a great chance. Mm-hmm. They don't take the good chances that they do get, and that's still the thing about the Rangers team that I'm still not sure about. I still look at the attack and think that's not that different from last season, and I, and I, and I don't I don't see some of these new guys, Kent, Ajaria, uh, really kind of improving it that much to where they properly challenge Celtic for a title. But you ask me to give a prediction right now, I say Rangers finish second. Fairly comfortably over the rest, but Celtic are fairly comfortable title winners. One, one thing I will say is that Gerard, as soon as he came in, he wanted to improve the defence. He's, he's talked about it a lot, so uh, I think it's a case that he's he's strengthened defensively and he has made them more robust, combative, more harder to beat. The Michael <clears throat> de Jack and Koulibaly, Arfield as well, because he's you can see he's played under Dice, so he's very reliable and kind of um, runs. tenacious. Yeah, he runs and tenacious as well. That they won't be out out, out for, um in in midfield. And yeah, the they, commitment they, in the heart won't be quite. Protect, protected defence a lot better. Katich and Goldson. Well, Goldson up until the the goal, I thought they were absolutely superb. Katich, um just loves to defend. Flanagan as well, uh, impressed. In terms of both attacking and and defensively uh, defending the back post, but yeah, I think they still. Uh, you look at Windass, he's so like he's kind of he almost epitomises Rangers in attack. Morelos as well, uh, that it can be so so inconsistent, like so deadly one moment, so unplayable, and then just so completely frustrating. He comes alive in the kind of the final third at times and in the games, and that's why we've seen him score hat tricks at. Against Aki, score at Easter Road, um, score against Celtic, Celtic at Ibrox, but there aside are a lot. That, yeah. Not, nah, yeah, aside from that, when when the game, you know, goes away from the final third of where Rangers are attacking, kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. And this he's, was, he's not one that would use like the old football parlance that you'd want in the trenches. No, he's certainly not. He kind of. He, I saw this criticism of a few Rangers uh, fans towards him is that, that yes, that, that he he plays for himself. He doesn't play for Rangers. I think that you can kind of see that a little bit in terms of where he where he ends up positioning himself a lot of time as well is very much close to the centre of the goal. Yeah, once Rangers, it's actually a kind of maybe this is maybe that's why I'm being harsh on Rangers because 
not only were they down to 10 men, they had wind us in a game like that where you, you have to do a lot of kind of battling and stuff and he kind of disappeared from the match, apart from like on occasional counter-attacks where very often he would pick the wrong pass. Yeah, he's not your guy if you're needing a lot of running done. No. Anything to say on Aberdeen before we move on? Yes, I've got I've got stuff to say on Aberdeen. What an absolute shambles. <laughs> it's, you go, to, I mean, over the two legs, they were fantastic against Burnley, but that's it was a perfect situation for Aberdeen because... It was, they, a, it was a free hit, it was a free they, hit, they, yeah, wasn't and it? And they, they didn't have to play football. <laughs> Burnley had to play the football and mm-hmm. they, could, they could be reactive to it. You saw as soon as they went down to... They got battered for the first 10, 12 minutes when Tom Morales got sent off. And then you think, right, you've really looked poor. And they continued to be really poor afterwards. And I think uh, a braver... Uh, uh, McInnes does like to change it up, but a more proactive, braver manager in that sense would have made a change and maybe brought Stevie May on, for example. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, I try and push out, like, I try and... Bruce Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> on, Earlier, yeah. Just because they were... They had two, uh, two full-backs who... Um, well, don't, don't attack. And Don Ball's we saw, not, saw not the a right back. Uh, um, I actually thing. couldn't believe he's played them there again after that game. But the thing is, though, it's okay, right, fair enough, play four centre-backs, you're going to defend... But once but it, once, once you it changes, once, once yeah. it changes and you have to set the the agenda for the gamer uh, be the protagonist, they're they're useless in the, the, the final they're useless in the final third. So it affects the build up play and it just means Aberdeen really slow and just are just direct. Uh, and it goes back to um, McInnes's recruitment and his inability to look at the foreign market. Just look at it. Have a dabble. Have a dabble. He, he doubled and he, he doubled. He doubled. He dabbled in Josh Parker, and I think he's been burned for that ever since. But you, just, you, you, you've got to you've got to go through some shit to find a gem. <laughs> As the old saying goes. Instead, you just play Sam Cosgrove. He's awkward. We'll give him that. That's. Uh, yeah. What many times we're going to say that about him this season? Well, he still only got one career goal. <laughs> Right, let's move on. Are we not going to talk about the red card and Gerard's comments? Well, we've kind of already talking quite a lot about this game. Quickly. It's not a red card. It's not a red card. No, I It's get not it. a red card because violent conduct has to be excessive force or brutality. Excessive force. Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson both said it was excessive force on sports scene. I'm like, how? How? If you're actually kicking. If you're, a, flicking, if you're flicking a kick. If you're kicking yes, out at somebody and the guy. Barely even flinches. Yeah. I know Scott McKenna's a big guy. But I think there's a difference. No, like it's, I not, think, it's not like Beckham's we're... petulant kick against um, Simeone. If you know what I mean, like where you like you made contact, you made proper contact and stuff like that. I, like, that's, like, I don't. Th- I think it was a kick out rather than an actual kick. Yeah, there's that as well. And it's certainly not brutality. No. Uh, so yeah, that that was a red card. And the it's a penalty as well. The penalty. Yeah, it's still more penalty. But I don't think it was a red card. Craig, and- Craig Anderson said that because. Koulibaly was the one that was going to get there first if, mm-hmm. if Dombo doesn't do that the, the linesman has put his flag up because yeah. Koulibaly's offside and he's going towards the ball well he might not because he might not see it but. I had to look at the linesman he, he was kind of shit oh, yeah. I'm sure he was and that's uh, maybe yeah, why, that is maybe why Clancy didn't send him off because mm-hmm. everybody else is like if that's a penalty surely he's off yeah. but at least yeah. should have been a booking uh, I, don't, I, didn't think, I didn't think it was a red card even there because there was, there was still quite a distance to the ball it wasn't like he was right he was pulling back he was about to take the shot so I've, I've I was fairly relaxed about that. Gerard's post-game comments uh, said that... Uh, what is this? He is a rattled. He <laughs> uh, said that uh, we out... What was it he said? We outclassed were, them, was it not? Was it not? It wasn't outclassed. What was it? We were a class of buff. Class of buff. That was it. Can debate that. I know. Um, again, to go back to what we've seen, Stuart and Thompson said, like, 
well, the last four years, Aberdeen have finished above them, so how could they be a class That's above? Not, it's like, he wasn't talking about it. I didn't say... Ran- a, he didn't I, say Rangers are a class above Aberdeen. He said we were above a class above Aberdeen today, which they were. There's nothing wrong with that. I think what you've done there probably is, is, say try, is try to look at accuracy and things like that, and people are not really interested in that. Yeah, he probably shouldn't say it because it is a bit of a dig, and it's something that managers don't tend to do, especially when it's their first league but game. But should do it more, because well, that's, uh, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah. we want to hear. Yeah, we do. I, I, I thoroughly welcome that. Uh, and also uh, the fact that he says that Rangers have been on the receiving end of wrongful refereeing decisions for the past few seasons. First oh. of all, I actually severely doubt you were watching Scottish football over these past few seasons, Stevie. Um, that just strikes me as that that's uh, a thought that runs through the club yeah. at the moment. Aye. That is, aye. It's alright though. I've got a maybe, maybe, maybe there's a, a Rangers called of Paul Larkin that's making these films and he just. <laughs> but instead, he just of showed, instead of showing it to no, the like, he, 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 he just slips the DVD into the new managers. <laughs> it's like, it's you know, that, that alleged thing that, that when new presents are, are taken into a, a smoke filled room and shown like uh, all the conspiracies from Area 51 and all that. That's the, the Rangers are called. So let's, uh, let's move away from a team that we don't think is going to win the title to a team that definitely is. Hamilton won Hearts 4 <laughs> The Gorgimotis The Famous The Jaitis The Jamborinos So after The first 15 20 minutes Were fucking dreadful Oh Hamilton were so much better It was It was, it was Hearts of old Away from home Times Five shitness It was bad But then it got better It got better Yeah it's like it, Maybe uh, it took a while get, Just get used to that FIFA 98 pitch That has been laid at it's, been, yeah, it's not. It's not. Uh, they've not got black pellets. No, I just green. look at the on the <laughs> on the on the TV though. I was like, it just looks like a new stadium. Like it looks like the cameras further back or whatever. Like it makes it, the pitch look a lot bigger. That was. It was very. It was. Um, it was very green. Oh no! no it got apps. Um, it was. It was getting soaked. That the sprinklers on. It got soaked by the sprinkler because I was. That's sitting down in the gazebo. Uh, Hamilton started really well. Um, how would you pronounce his first name? Mikel? Michael? Mike, Michael Miller? Michael. Michael Miller. Um, he looked really lively. He was the one player throughout who looked the most dangerous. I think mm. uh, both Craig and I have written about him uh, in terms of the one to watch for Hamilton. And he, he certainly uh, stood it up to that. Va- to, uh, took advantage of Aaron Hughes. Yeah, yes. every inch of the seven, eight-year-old that he is. He is uh, by far the weak link there. <laughs> I got Bobby. I'll get Guinness back to you. <laughs> Just get my foot in here. Oh no, what's happened there? <laughs> it's the way he fell. It was just, uh, it was like. Um... Craig Fowler's come back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> also, this um, Northern Irishman is apparently for fucking Paisley. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, watching uh, an old person hit a bit of um, black ice. <laughs> the, way, the way it went down It was certainly not Northern Ireland's Aaron Hughes uh, playing. Uh, but he's, he's playing, playing as a kind of right back. And he is the the, the right hand side of Hearts is a weak link with uh, Hughes and Callum Morrison, who um, you need to get him a set of uh, perma grips, fourteen ninety nine. Sorry, <laughs> and um, so this was that. <laughs> well, I was trying to remember the name of the bloody shop, and I was like, oh fuck, it, I can't remember. So I'll just go with the name of the. I remember the name of the shoe. I can all I can think of is uh, Harry Hughes wearing a, t- um, a flat cap now, <laughs> <laughs> drinking in the classroom. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Morrison. He's um, he's young. He's very raw. He's uh, he's direct, and he can go up and down in the line. But he just puts his head down, and he was getting coached through the whole game, or certainly the first half by by Levine. 
So that's that the must have been nice for me. <laughs> that was definitely definitely weak side for Hearts. But slowly came into the first half and then second half. Uh, well, it was blew only three minutes away. after the after you went one 0 then you got the goal back. Yeah, we could add uh, went close even before then. Berra mm-hmm. had one saved by great save by Woods. Uh, Hearts going to be a, a real threat from set pieces with Berra and Herring. He came, yeah. he's, it's weird. It's just one of those where Herring, the ball just seems to drop for Herring because mm-hmm. he had the chance before. Yeah, uh, yeah, when he scored, it was uh, it was just after he was it saved. And it was blocked by was blocked Uchi. Back. But it was like, oh, no, that was it. Like, it was blocked yeah. by Uchi. Goes out the side of the box. Ball goes back in. Again, it's hitting. But I'm, I was... It's like got a magnet on his head. He was... Despite us winning 4-1, four, uh, four obviously scored two goals. But more than that, he was he was superb. I was unsure of him as a central midfielder. Just, it just struck me as Levine. It's like, right, we'll just get the big laddie into the central midfield and he would just clean up. But because against County Beef, when we had the ball, he was, he would, it was like you just got uh, let loose. And midfield for the first time. Thought, right, I'm just gonna just gonna play. So maybe an idea. I don't know if Levine's. Uh, I don't know if Levine's gonna be tactically savvy enough to do this. But maybe an idea to kind of keep him for games against the tougher teams at home and any away game. And maybe teams at home who are going to sit in against Hearts because they're the kind of perceived underdog to take him out and bring in somebody who's a bit more of a footballer. Yeah, definitely. Because like against against County Beef, he was he kept trying to switch play, but. Uh, it didn't work because he kept on hitting the ball outside the pitch, which is, <laughs> is not useful. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's definitely definitely a good tactic. But he's combative. He gets he wins loads of loose balls. Wins wins aerial duels as well. Stephen, other things we mentioned: Stephen McLean and Uchi and Naismith. What, Naismith, what? Looked like, Naismith to me looked like he's going to be your MVP this year. Like he just looks up for it. I know that doesn't work the well on audio, but I'm just doing a mind blown thing. This Naismith celebration. One of the worst celebrations in the world. Especially when he does it like when he scored a penalty against Cowden Beath. <laughs> mind blown. <Is> really? <laughs> I was speaking to, uh, I was speaking to uh, Craig on the phone yesterday uh, when you phoned me for the ratings and looking back, watching back at the Hearts highlights, I thought I've done done him uh, injustice. Injustice. With Who, what, the, 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 yeah, the rating well, I gave him. Suter as well, I noticed watching the highlights. You only gave Suter a seven. He made a goal-saving block and played an incredible pass without saving yeah, his foot. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, just me pes- being pessimistic. I need to, <laughs> need, need to embrace the positive. You should have seen the frustrating before I talked him up with something. We had to everybody in the team on sixes. <laughs> It's like, Joe, remember the one four one away from home? <laughs> yeah, so I did. Uh, I completely forgot about Suter's uh, Suter's challenge. Fantastic, uh, but yeah, uh, Naismith, McLean have got a good relationship, and Uchi is just an uh, absolute hassle. Uh, so you just get rid of Lafferty then? Just, I'm sorry, stick, 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 stick in my car for free. I mean, he's uh, Hearts are a better team without him. He is a, but despite well, his goals, he is a very he's a very selfish player on the park and. His decision making isn't great, and often his touch can let him down. He doesn't. He shows up for a lot well, of bigger games. <laughs> shows up for a lot of bigger games. Yeah. He's great in games against Celtic and Hibs. He just he tries his hardest to to have a physical battle with the mm. defenders, and he does do well. In a lot of other matches, he doesn't look like he's hearts properly in it. Just, ah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. just great finisher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well just uh, watch uh, Stephen McLean's goal and watch Uchi in the build up. Carl is not going to do that. No, he would shoot. <laughs> Right, let's next go to... Okay, we've bigged up Hearts. Let's go to Hibs. Despite the fact that Hibs, you know, still got the whole John McGinn thing hanging over the club, still kind of in flux with looking to bring in new players, not quite set, didn't play Cam Berry. Didn't play McLaren. McLaren didn't start. We started with Ollie Shaw and Martin Boyle up front. Yep. And I feared the And yet you wiped the floor with Motherwell. Yeah. Despite, despite, uh, well... 
uh, Stephen Robinson and some pundits may have said. <laughs> Who were the pundits that said? Yeah, wasn't uh, Stephen Thompson? Weren't you saying about Stephen Thompson saying it could have finished three three? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's not how football works. It was just a kind of throwaway comment he said yeah. then because like, the chances yeah, exactly. the mother had, and he was like, "I mean, the highlights, like, the highlights." Stephen, it was like as soon as mother will get one, Hibs are going to be like, "Okay, we need to kind of switch well, back on shoot. again." <laughs> and, <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, maybe yeah. not considering yeah. Hibs recently, yeah. but had that happened, Hibs would have then kind of gone, "Okay, let's let's kind of that would have woken them up, yeah. and they would have maybe retreated yeah. a bit." Leonard might have made a defensive yeah. substitution. You can't just say because Hibs oh. by that point three and a half up at home, but basically like that. The highlights did a massive again. disservice to Hibs. I thought. Uh, yeah, I looked, uh, with the exception of the game I was at, the only match I've watched, uh, I saw bits of the Rangers game, mm. but I was working at the time, and I also watched uh, Jordan Jones' uh, events, so <laughs> I could put together that gif for the for the Twitter. Um, the only other bit, the only other football I've watched in terms of an actual match was the first 30 minutes of the Hibs game, because I wanted to see if Stephen Robinson was right, where he said there was nothing between the sides until that free kick, and he's wrong. <laughs> Hibs were the better team. No, it's uh, it's pretty good considering considering the the travel involved on Thursday. Uh, oh yeah, there's Thursday that night. as well. Of yeah, it's Thursday night. I mean, I think well, well going to be interesting this season in terms of how they're like, still in a bit of flux as well. Yeah, there's yeah, a few yeah, players out injured. Yeah. They've just lost key players, so they're lacking a bit of. Um, Pacing the defence, and I and think Motherwell's Robinson said as well he only had three defenders. Ten, sorry, he only had two foot defenders. So I think that was maybe why they went to the four four two diamond. But he actually has three because he got Ka- um, not Kevin McHugh as well, who mm. can play at centre half. He could have, and he could have played Tate as a if they went to a back three, potentially play Tate as a right side centre back. Yeah. Uh, when I saw that Motherwell team. I thought Glasgow Warriors had more football in them than uh, than the Motherwell. Grimshaw, Rose, Mikus, all right, but he's more in there for his battle. Hey, it's a, a very good defensive player. Yeah, uh, shock and challenge on. I think it was Boyle uh, or, or Malin potentially, but he got a book in. Uh Cadden is not a number ten. Absolutely no chances is, is he a number ten. The the way that Hibs played, they just with the fullbacks made the pitch wide as possible Taylor Sinclair and Tate were uh, pressed right back yeah. it was uh, and then Porteous I know your man uh, Poro bossed uh, Main and Salmon yeah they really weren't in the game at all no. Main uh, well from what I saw anyway, I only watched the first 30 but they weren't in it oh, another thing I was watching when I watched the first 30 was Ollie Shaw uh, who really impressed up front he's I can't work out if he's a player or not I think, I, that's, think that's, that's, like, I think that he's, oh, he needs to bulk up a bit if he wants yeah. to have it. But, but I think he, when he has time to think about things, I'm not convinced. But if you give him a half second, his finishing is great. What most impressed me about him is that I thought in the physical battles he had from the time that I saw against the multiple defenders, he won the majority yeah. of them. And considering the size of them, and the multiple defenders are kind of notorious for being big he is quite smart how he how he uses his body the movements he makes is is brilliant as well and just in this team if he was maybe on a a a poorer hip side that he would maybe struggle and we can maybe see what happens if McGinn goes uh, they don't adequately replace him maybe somebody else gets injured whatever and then but then he wouldn't have to play so this is kind of a stupid point but just to kind of concentrate on him um, he would maybe struggle on a team like that because he would maybe feel the need to do more but yeah. when he gets the ball he just keeps it and plays it to somebody else and then makes a run around about the final third his movement is great mm-hmm. for yeah. a 21 year old striker he's, I think I've said this on the show before he's, he's got the thing that you can't really teach a player yeah. the rest of his game can kind of improve he's not 
And he's, 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 he's a bit one-paced, he doesn't really yeah. have a bit of acceleration, so that, that's the side he of him he's going to lack, but he can yeah. get bigger, he can learn how to hold up, ball up more, he can learn how to and he's And he's now playing around strikers that he can learn stuff off. I don't yeah. think, I don't think uh, Anthony Stokes is necessarily the sort of guy that... He can learn how to do some quality prankies. <laughs> he's, he's very much a striker that has to play in a two. Yeah. Uh, and does it... As... I mean, well, and even then, it has to be someone that's a bit different from him, because yeah. say, like, well, there was the parts yeah. of the um, game against... Uh, no, no, was it Norvik? No, Ronovic. Ronovic, where it was him and Simon Murray up front, and uh, oh my god. I thought um, <clears throat> Martin Boyle, um, I'm always of the impression that he is best when he's got a lot of the play in front of him, mm-hmm. so he wing back so he can build up yeah, that yeah. pace and uh, charge with the ball. But he was really good as a striker. Uh, the goal, the goal was the biggest just, just, He just uh, makes defenders shy of himself. Yeah, that's good. Okay, next, moving on, we may as well do the last of the teams that... The big cares. Uh, the, 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 the big teams. The big teams. <laughs> oh. I don't know who we're uh, offended there. Probably everyone. Yeah, everyone. probably everyone. Hamilton fans get into it. How dare you? Don't you fans? They can't be offended. They're too offended by their own manager yeah. right now to be offended at anybody else. Right, let's uh, go to Celtic Park. Celtic 3, Livingston 1. Run of the mill. No, no. Run of the mill. Yeah, run of the mill. I, I do feel, I, I do feel uh, for, for for Celtic in terms of this podcast when they've got a home game and they win like three ones. Oh, we're just like, <sighs> so, sorry it, guys, you're a lot better than them. I don't really know what to say. Okay, well, it looked pretty pedestrian. I've, I've got stuff to say then. Uh, Tom Rogic was brilliant, and it's good to see him after I think last season, maybe even maybe even just every time he's been at Celtic that he certainly last year didn't go off to the best of starts. He was. This was before even I think he ran into his injury problems. He was just kind of struggling to get a place in the team with Cham coming in and mm-hmm. still had Armstrong and, and McGregor and Sinclair was still playing every week on the left and you know Johnny Hayes was getting game time as well. So he was kind of getting pushed out a little bit. But this season he's, he's come back in. First league game of the season. Best player in the park. Followed up just not far behind him by Olivier and Cham who has made a great start and my prediction for him would be the player of the season. Rogic definitely could be, but we all know he's going to get injured at some point and miss about half the campaign. So enjoy him while he can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it, it just typical Tom Rogic things like you know get the ball, controlling yeah. balls and killing them uh, in one touch. Uh, that's you never expect of for somebody who's about six foot three and built like a tank. There was one specific clip where um, he got the ball and <clears throat> I think there was about. Literally, there's five Livingston players around him, and they're all trying to tackle him. And he just kind of evades them all with his uh, with, with his feet, and then he gets fouled. But they're still trying to ta- tackle him, and he's still keeping the ball. And he comes comes away out out of it just like it's like he vanishes and like just uh, <laughs> a dust of Livingston players, and just comes away with the ball. It's like he's Ant Man. Yes, but a really obvious big lanky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then he shrinks down to get yeah. away for the challenge. He is. He, he's a fr- he's a frightening talent. It's great to see Johnny Hayes back, and I'm, I'm glad he was played uh, played where, as a left yeah, kind of left. Was it left wing back? Yes, left wing back, and he set up the first goal for Rogic head, header. That was so easy as well. Like, but it just it wasn't. It was just so I mean, well done. I mean, Rogic, uh, uh, the player that was following Rogic in was Scott Robinson, five foot three, Scott Robinson, something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he's. I, I've, I've been pushed. I've, I've, I've said that he should be uh, kept as Tony's backup. They don't need to sign another mm-hmm. uh, life back uh, just because I think he's he's shown at Aberdeen. He's got those those qualities to play. Yeah, I mean. 
it's, it's not what you would have thought when they signed Johnny Hayes, but instead of going out and paying for somebody who's going to be a backup anyway, yeah, yeah. you may as well just use yeah, the guy you've got. Domestically, he's absolutely fine because yeah. he always because he's always going to be on the front foot. Yeah, that's, that's true as well. We don't really know much about. Yeah, I don't think there's anything we can. Learn anything from this game. Yeah, no, no. no like, these, are, these are not. These are the games that are not going to tell us what they're they, all about. They, they played. Um, they stuck with their their three three at the back. Uh, Saunders came in for uh, who was the uh, Lifko was was wasn't involved. So Saunders came in, and he was lucky not to concede concede apparently on Edward. The new boy Kadja, uh, he played left wing back, and the uh, Libby fans were raving about him. Said that he's, he's he's got a lot of promise. They were impressed with him in one of the games in the Betfred Cup as well. I think it was Berwick Rangers. Just got to throw that out there. Berwick Rangers or Brecon, somebody with a B. They were in the, they were in the group of Berwick Rangers. Yeah, were they? There they go. It was. There was there. Yeah, they were impressed with him. Somebody, somebody who kind of Celtic are a different proposition than Berwick Rangers. Here's my analysis. Well. No, 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 that's, no speed that's why you tune in, folks. <laughs> uh, who was up for it? was uh, Miller, and Miller, Miller, Miller. Uh, first fill, thirty-two seconds. He uh, he lunged in at Rogic. Forty-minute boot, far lunge at Lustig. <laughs> he listened to him. He was and reading Levy fans' comments. They um, they were competitive. Uh, they, 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 could, the they, could take, they could have taken a hiding. Yeah, I think they were relatively pleased with what what they what they saw. Who have they got this weekend? Do we know? <coughs> Kilmarnock. Hmm. At home. Mm. This is Alba game. That's interesting. Uh, one final thing to say, say about Celtic. I think the fans were quite pleased because in a lot of home games last season they were very pedestrian and just kind of done enough to win to win matches yeah. and, and didn't really turn it on. Whereas from this one they went at Livingston right from the off. They kind of have to at the moment just because of the the qualification cycle as well. The, the Players are wanting to are want to put themselves in contention. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they'll be given the chance because there's not that many players. Yeah, to be able that's to a good point. So we can maybe see how play 180 twice a week. Can maybe see how they are. You know, later in the season of their you know 15, 20 points ahead again and just like playing home games. In, in February, yeah. Like, but yeah. in terms of later on in the uh, like when they've got on the back of a Champions League tie in the group stages, yeah. fans have to realise like if. if if they play a home game on the back of that, or for example, if they play a home game before the Tuesday Channel League game and they're a bit pedestrian about winning, you have to. Yeah, but I think, I think last season the supporters were more a bit pissed off that they just continued to be like that, yeah, even yeah, when yeah, there was yeah. no European game. I mean, the, the pumped, I think it was Ross County 4 0, and they looked quite impressive, and I think it was like one of the only times last year at home, well, obviously, yeah. the exception of the Rangers game and yeah. against some mm. of the better teams, that they actually looked like they were, you know, Bond, turning it fully yeah, up. Yeah. They, were, they were going into fifth gear, yeah. whereas the rest of the time they were barely out of second. Every time Mark's got the Celtic part, they, they find a six. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's say uh, we've only got two games left to cover. Let's start with the game that let's I was do the at. funny one. Let's do the funny one. Yeah, let's, let's do a funny. Let's do a Jack Hamilton. Uh, let's go to St Mirren to Dundee one. What was can, what was the reason why this game kicked off early? Was there? Uh, I think it was the flag. They unfurled the flag. The same happened at. Was it? Uh, it was our both as well, apparently, because Montrose. But does that mean the game kicked off at two fifty-five? Yeah. Why? Uh, the flag's not. It was, sorry, it was air. It also happened at. Ah. Maybe we were likely to so kick off five minutes late. No, so I think well, what would happen is that they would have done like, oh, we're doing the flag thing, we're doing fireworks, let's get the players out early and let's do this, and then they do it, and it's like, oh, that actually didn't take as long as we thought it would. Oh, so they didn't do what they did at Aaron 
<laughs> fuck up the flag so they needed to take a while to get it ready. No, apparently that kicked off early as well. Yeah, that's quite an achievement because the th- included in the highlights footage is them messing about with the flag. It's quite good. Okay, I'd recommend you send that so we can stick yeah. it on the list. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that there was uh, even even more than the uh, fact that they kicked off five minutes early. There was there was, there was still loads of people still trying to get through the turnstile after. Uh, yeah, they had, they, yeah. They, oh, yeah. they released a club statement. Yeah. I was um, I was quite happy with the game kicking off early because of course we finished early. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, but I can imagine if you were to the crowd that you're one of these guys who I am like this when I'm a fan like to get there right like, on kick off. Yep. Yeah. Nay, hanging about, nay, listening to those pish, nay, watching mascots funny about and trying to be humorous. Just get the football on. So yeah, yeah by f- listen to. Uh, Watching highlights. Can I just talk? Yeah, but that, that, <laughs> that's what I'm going to ask you a question. All right, so I think we're just going to be like, by watching highlights, yeah. this is why. No, no, no. Uh, I was there. It just seemed to be a really open and fun game. Yes, it was. It was uh, very much back and forward, uh, especially the, it was like the opening 12 minutes, Dundee had. Dundee had two chances before the goal. Simon had a couple of decent balls in the box and both teams scored. So that was just, that just set the marker down. And then. It continued like that for a lot of the game. St Mirren didn't create as many good chances as Dundee did. Dundee should have won the match, really. Um, I it's, think I think there was actually a lot of positives to take for both teams. St Mirren started the game with Danny Mullen and Ross Stewart up front. Now, Mullen's made a great start, so he mm-hmm. might show himself to have a top-flight pedigree. But he wasn't... I mean, in the Championship, he wasn't considered one of the best strikers. Yeah. And, and he got... Kind of lucky in the first goal. I mean, Cocker was the uh, Cocker was Cocker. No, it's a good one. I'm not. I'm, no, 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 I that's a bit. Come on, Janine. He makes a great run uh, and flashes a good header. In, so he obviously gets a bit lucky at the second goal. I think, but. I think it's hard with Cocker because defenders take up certain positions when the ball's out wide. So, like, there's for example the edge of the six yard box, and, and Mullins kind of just held his run and made sure he's got space. Hmm. Uh, like I said I think it's uh, potentially a bit harsh on Luke Cocker another striker Ross, just asking question another striker Ross Stewart who barely played for St Man last year uh, in the championship yeah. and was on loan at League One Aloha where he did impress but that's, you know, that's two steps down and out of the two I thought Mullen Mullen played well uh, Alan Stubbs was really ringing his praises after the game thought he was man of the match instead of Craig Sampson um, uh, but Stewart didn't look, he looked very raw Put it that way. But you are a big fan of Cammy Smith. I'm a big fan of Cammy Smith, especially in the first half. I thought he was excellent. He was involved in just about everything Simon did, and unlucky not to get a couple of goals himself. Maybe faded a little bit after the break, but continues to run. He not only works incredibly hard at the number ten spot, he's also got a good bit of quality as well. I could see him being a big player for them this season. The midfield in general, I thought looked pretty good. Smith, uh, McGinnis, and Willock kind of both provide energy mm-hmm. and kind of a threat from deep and at the base of the midfield was Stephen McGinn I wasn't quite as impressed with Stephen McGinn but we know he's got the quality so he could probably be a, a good player as well to be fair to Dundee I thought they they looked pretty decent as well but they showed that last season yeah but I think they looked even better because their midfield now looks a little bit more suited to playing what McCann wants to do. Mm-hmm. They've got more footballers in there, and that's without going Kamara. I was I was impressed with uh, Ingatala and um, Madianga. Mad- Madianga in the second half against Dunfermline, especially Ingatala. Uh, Ingl- Ingl- how do you pronounce it again? Ingatala. Uh, Ingatala. Uh, just the way he carried the ball, he's, he's, he likes to do skills, and like as you see, he shot hit, hit, hit the bar against Dundee. 
Uh, I'm sorry, with an absolute raker. But am I right in saying that Mendy and Musa uh, are still not the answer to uh, <laughs> well, uh, Dundee's finishing position? Uh, <laughs> early days, and they, do, they don't look a bad strike partnership. Mendy's more lively in terms of kind of running channels, uh, looking to run in behind. It's got a bit of pace about him. Uh, Musa, obviously, we know he can be a handful. I don't think he played necessarily that well against St Mirren. But mm-hmm. Mendy, if you ignore the fact that he missed about four great chances, <laughs> he actually played all right. Um, still a wee bit of defensive weakness. I actually think if they can maybe find signed another striker who's a bit of a goal scorer, another kind of option, and Mendy can continue to get himself in those positions and maybe not be quite as bad as Musa, so he gets... 10 goals maybe yeah. something like that I think Dundee could be knocking on the door for the top 6 although as we'll get to shortly it almost looks already like the top 6 is set <laughs> I think Mendy uh, I think he can play wide, wider as well but the issue with uh, but again Dundee similar to uh, Aberdeen they've got full back issues Jesse Curran's not already back yeah um, he's, he's, he's played he's there a good wing back he's, uh, he's played there at times in the, the Betfred Cup and performed a little bit better than Kerr has so it's the uh, Kind of funny one. McCann does seem to like him because he keeps bringing him back, even though he brings him back and he has a couple of good games yeah, and he has like a couple of stinkers, stinkers and you yeah. see him again, but then he gets brought back. Because against Northumberland, he was brought on as uh, when uh, Nathaniel Ralph got taken off. They moved Kerr Ke- mm. across, brought in Curran, and there was times where Northumberland were attacked. Like, where's Curran? He's still, he's still in the final third. <laughs> where so Kusunga or Colker when he came on uh, was playing as de facto right back by Jack Hammer. It's a shocker. I, I feel for him. I, uh, I've, I've, I've been critical of him, but I feel for him. Had had he just taken a bad touch, I would say, yeah, I'd feel for him a bit more. You panic. It's the so. fact that he tries to take on Ryan Flynn. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that in terms of. I just, just, just feel sorry for him because this is just his helpless, helplessness after it. Okay, uh, right. Jackie boy. Yeah, it was well, a bit, bit of a shocker from Hamilton. To, to say the least uh, final one to Mirren if they, if they get in a decent sh- striker I know it's going to be hard to get a decent striker when you've just come up to the league but you know anybody who's decent lower half of the table 10-50 goals potential they get that tighten up the defence a little bit they could even look at 10th place maybe even higher if somebody else has a shock and I think I think at that that's, uh, end of the end of the table where if, if you manage to get like a, a Liam Boyce or a Liam Boyce Caesar out of right. someone you can Maybe jump in the top of the top six. Yes. Yeah. But standing there at the gates of the top six, knocking them back, it's probably hearts. But ahead of them, Steve Clark Kamarnock, uh, who defeated St Johnson 2 0, a completely nondescript first half. And then Kamarnock, having realised that St Johnson had absolutely fuck all about them and really seemed to show no intention of actually winning a game, uh, just turned it on. Yeah. Aided by Xander Clark. Having a bit of a howler. First goal was a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, first half was, like you said, very uneventful. St. Johnson, though. 5 4 1. Yeah, it oh, was. It was a proper 5 4 1. It was a proper. The thing is, though, uh, Kennedy and Wright, they're almost playing as fullbacks <laughs> on top of the fullbacks. Show, showed you, did a good job of showing you that in the sports scene, how incredibly deep they yeah. were. Because that was just the joy seems to have gone out of St Johnston, doesn't it? Like, well, there seems to be some sort of like there seems to be a small indication in the Betfred Cup that they're maybe going to be a bit more exciting. Uh, they were playing with two wingers, four four two, 
Tony Watt was impressing. He's, he's, he is an exciting player to watch, even when he's not on his game. You kind of thought, oh, St. John Samaric should be worth it. And then Tommy Wright's like, no, no, I've been out of the other side of Wait till you see this. We're playing, we're playing the team. We finished three points behind last season. And we're just going to go all out defence. Oh, it was, uh, it was the fact that he's told Tony Watt, right, but we. I want you coming as a number nine. You just just concentrate on scoring goals. You're going to be you'll... sixty yards away from everything. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I forgot to tell you, Tony. You just got to do it literally on your own. <laughs> Thing is, when they got the ball to him and they got it to his feet, he held it in well. He carried it well as he always does, but he had to hold on to it for about thirteen minutes before he got support. Because <laughs> I, when I was writing, I watched the game on Alba and then. I was writing uh, about each new signing and I couldn't remember anything Kennedy and uh, Dre Wright did so I went on Wise Scout and all their uh, if you go into all their actions from the game most of them were defensive <laughs> defensive position defensive position of dual Tommy, Tommy, Tommy oh, that was he tried to change it put Kerr in uh, midfield afterwards and I think he came out and said that they looked a lot better when Kerr was in midfield yeah, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. I think it says a lot for St Johnson as well. That uh, So we had Craig Anderson at the game saying that he thought that Stephen Anderson looked done. Uh, and then I went on the Perth Saints forum last night and had their man of the match voting. And Stephen Anderson had about 20 odd percent of the vote. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Craig Anderson thinks he's done and the, the St Johnson fans might not even necessarily be disagreeing with that. I just said, aye, we still our second best player. <laughs> Behind uh, Jason Kerr, I think was the shout for the man of the match. He just he's, uh, he's Anderson's just got no pace, and he was I don't know if it was because of the Clark mistake, uh, and Clark seemed he didn't want to uh, come out for balls or take the, uh, take the ball at his feet, so he was end up just panicking and just knocking balls out for throw-ins and corners. Anything else, Dad? Kelly. Um, George Jones. Oh yeah, Jones. Jones' second half performance, night and day from his first half, where he didn't yeah. really do anything. Yeah. But then second half, he just turned it on and just absolutely ripped Comrie, a new one. Uh, incredible stuff. Go on our Twitter account if you want to see a, a, compil- a gift compilation of him torturing the poor man. The booking at the end was a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> head down. Like, God. <laughs> Get this over with, please. I like the look of uh, in, in Jolly. Yep. Yeah. And I like the fact that he got the name of the league right as well in his post-match interview. Well, did he say Premiership? Yeah, he said Premiership. Oh, nice, nice. Can you teach half the people up here? No, probably that's too No, far. because many of them are ingrained in their um, prejudice. SP illness, yes. Uh, yeah, he, he looks. The good thing is, he's different to Brophy, he's different to Erwin, he's different to, to Boyd. He's, he's, he's very pacey, uh, pacey powerful, but he's got um, he's got something about him with the ball at his feet. You know, the, the goals, crack and go. I'm looking up, on you go. No, no, I was, I was I'm looking forward to a full season of Steve. Cart chippiness because he started already on on uh, Saturday as well. Been like people said uh, he would struggle to score goals with Chris Boyd. It's <laughs> just like rolled them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyable, very enjoyable. I reckon he enjoy. He goes home and if he's if he's made uh, out of your squirm or feel like or sweat, he will just be sitting there. That that will make him. Make him go, go, for a, go for a like... glass of wine. <laughs> right, I think that's us. Decent time? Yep, decent time. Are we under? Yeah, well, we're there? just over 45, but that's fine. We're under an hour. We're in stoppage time. We're like an hour and 15 last week. Yeah. We were supposed to be going for 45, so we're improving. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, so if you like to get in touch with us, you can the usual ways, Twitter, Facebook. You can also find Instagram. us. Oh, yeah, we're on Instagram. It's back. It's back. Baby. It's back, yep. Joel's back. 
wonder how long that's going to last for before he completely forgets about it. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's got a I'll content plan. No. No, not a content <laughs> plan. Didn't be that. I might come up with one, though. Right, uh, there's also the email address, which is terracepodcast at gmail.com, and you can check out the website, terracepodcast.net. And if you'd like to hear any more, you can also go and find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash terracepodcast, for as little as $2 a month. There is hours and hours and hours of bonus content and we are going to talk about the first weekend of the lower league season on that right now we're going to do winners and losers from week one so if you have any interest in that fire on to that like I said $2 a month bargain you can pay bargain. $7 a month as well and you get a t-shirt and a cool and a fucking top notch fanzine at the end of the season are we doing the fanzine again this season? yeah I can't think of anything better to do and the fanzine was very good yeah. okay. I don't often blow our own trumpet or my own trumpet but the fanzine was very very good yes Quality writing. Just a... Uh, Humanist writing as well. Uh, but yeah, the high point, I think, was uh, Rob's article about uh, what would be the perfect Scottish football band. And uh, David Milinkovic is a keyboardist who has a mirror at the end of his keyboard. It was just perfect. Incredible. I could actually see it. I'd like to go see that band as yeah. well. John McGinn on drums is perfect. <laughs> right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Podcast Network.